Thursday morning on this era of Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. Well, one of the news stories, certainly, of the uh, brand new year 5778 is that Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander has been named president-elect and Rosh HaYeshiva of Or Torah Stone. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, the uh, network's founder, the Or Torah Stone founder and chancellor, and Or Torah Stone's North American and Israeli boards of directors made the announcement at the beginning of October. Rabbi Brander, of course, comes to Or Torah Stone from Yeshiva University, where he is vice president for university and community life, teaches rabbinics at REITs, and we, of course, have spoken to our Brander many times um, while he has been in that position, uh, which he still holds. Rabbi Riskin steps down this coming summer, will continue to be involved in OTS, and Rabbi Brander, of course, is taking over the helm. It is a great pleasure and honor to welcome into our studio Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander. Rabbi Brander, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nechum. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to be here, and uh, mazel tov on your continued growth uh, with the Nechum Siegel Network. I greatly appreciate that. Great to have you here. And I know this is a big story because wherever I go over the last few weeks, people are asking me what I think. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no question that this has been... Um, me too. <laughs> you as well. Huh? They want to know what you think about it. Um, and many of you in our audience, and you certainly, Roy Brander, know uh, about my uh, closeness and association with Roy Riskin since I'm 13 years old and have tremendous admiration for him. Uh, you, before this show began told me things even I did not know about what Arturus Stone has under its umbrella till this point. It is an incredible network. Um, and, of course, people are curious about moving on from Yeshiva University, which is, you know, the two of us have shared our love for that institution a million times here on the air. So so maybe start with that. Is, is it difficult? Is it a difficult preda? Is it a difficult transition when the uh, back end of the transition is YU? Listen, I have had the privilege of the past 12 years of coming to work every single day like you do and being inspired. Uh, you and I are, are blessed. We have wonderful jobs because uh, they're not jobs. Um, we're able to live our lives and really make a difference. And what you do internationally is unbelievable. And the opportunity for me to engage in students, with students at YU to engage with uh, rabbis across uh, North America and the Jewish world has been amazing. And uh, and unbelievable colleagues, uh, real first-rate professionals who have brilliance but also clarity of vision. Um, and, and the work of um, the former president, the president emeritus, uh, President Richard Joel, and the current president, President Ari Berman, and what each one uh, continues to do. It's been really every single day to walk in and be inspired. It's unbelievable. But then there is the real center for the Jewish future, right. and that is Medina Israel. And for Rabbi Riskin, and that's not a knock on the one in Washington Heights. God, God forbid, the right. one, the inaugural. I, you know, I served as the inaugural right. dean, and because uh, they do and, amazing and work, but we know that the future the of the Jewish people is in Israel. A hundred percent, and. And that's YU Center for the Jewish Future. Right. And what, it, what the YU Center for the Jewish Future has done, whether it's the creation of YU Torah, whether it's... Which is remarkable, by the way. Thank you, thank remarkable. you. Whether it's the establishment of all the work that my colleagues and I have done with rabbis and rebbitzins and, and lay leaders across the Jewish world, whether it's YU Connects, mm -hmm. um, 
these are just some of the unbelievable service learning, CounterPoint Israel. These are just some of the unbelievable things that were incubated at the CJF. And perhaps more important than all those things that were incubated at the CJF is the unbelievably talented group, um, almost like a spiritual SWAT team that was created from people who worked at the CJF and who continue to work at the CJF under Rabbi Glasser. Um, the, CJ, the YU CJF has been one of the most important experiences of my life and a privilege to have been its inaugural dean and help start it. But, but the opportunity to get a knock on your door from Rabbi Riskin and from uh, Rabbi Stav and, and basically say, listen, um, I'm 77, 78 years old. Um, I don't want the institutions that I've built and not to continue to grow. And I want somebody who will carry on the legacy of what Or Torah Stone represents. Who has a vision, sees the future, et cetera. Right? Well, I, you know. Um, so he says, Would, are you interested in this? And this is, how uh, long, this is how long ago? It was actually, the first conversation actually happened. He heard I was in Israel for the Brit of our first uh, grandson. Mazalto. That's Thank months, you. Months yeah. Yeah. And... Um, he, he heard, and we had a, he asked to meet with me, and we had a conversation. And then Rabbi Stav and uh, Rabbi Riskin flew to America, asked to meet with me, um, and that was a, a very lengthy conversation. And, and it became, you know, cl clear that the unbelievable, what, what Ortora Stone has created uh, through the 24 institutions that it has, um, uh, serving over 3,500 students, advocacy for women who are having difficulty receiving a get, um, preparing those both young men and young women who serve in the IDF, um, and to be able to do so through the prism of Torah values, and then after they finish their work, uh, their heroic service in the I IDF, to engage in society, what Or Torah Stone does with its six high schools and all of its other initiatives, uh, to have the opportunity to follow the he one of the heroes of the Jewish people, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, and to be able to still work with Rabbi Riskin and Rabbi Stav and all the leadership of the Ortora Stone, to be able to do that in Medina Israel, um, coming from the backdrop of Yeshiva University, the most important institution in the diaspora, to move to an institution like Ortora Stone just represents the fact that God has been very good to my wife and myself and my <laughs> family. And we've had a very charmed professional experience. Rabbi Kenny Brander is here. When you say 24, those are all in Israel? Those are all in Israel. So I mean, because the, the uh, network really extends way beyond Israel, but the epicenter that you just described is 24 institutions there. 24 institutions on 12 campuses throughout Israel. And as you said, Nachum, um, Ortora Stone sends out... Um, rabbinic couples uh, to communities every single year for four or five years. So it's not like a one-year or two-year thing. And, and it does so uh, 30 couples a year, it sends. So it has hundreds and hundreds of couples throughout the diaspora doing holy work. Right. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward um, to be able to engage with Ortora Stone and use it as a platform also to, to build other things that can service the Jewish people, and society, both in Israel and in the diaspora. Why was Rabbi Stav not the natural successor if he's partnered recently with Rabbi Riskin? 
I think that that was a decision that both Rabbi Stav and Rabbi Riskin made together. You know, I wasn't, you know, part of that conversation, but I think. That but I'm Rabbi, sure you were somewhat surprised that. I, I think that Rev Stav decided that what he wants to do is, and he, and he, and he, and he's such an important intellectual thought leader in Israel. Well, you've had a lot of dealings with him. I mean, you for the past 11, 12 years. Um, we've uh, had a very significant relationship. Yeah, I can imagine you working very well with him. Uh, we have a great friendship and a great relationship, so I think it will be a seamless uh, engagement. Um, and I look forward to the fact that Rav Stav um, will really help mentor me in various aspects of Israeli society. I also look forward to the fact that we really have similar goals about how to build community in Israel and how to use the the thousands of students at Ortora Stone, or nurture the thousands of students at Ortora Stone to play um, a significant role in the tapestry of the Jewish people in Israel. And it's a very exciting opportunity because the people who lead all of Rabbi Riskin's institutions, um, and it's really because of his creativity that he did that, are all very creative and very engaging mm. people. So you're not talking about 24 institutions that have you know, they don't have generals reading, leading it in a serious way, and that's very exciting for me also. Uh, and you just mentioned a very important point because, I mean, obviously the, <coughs> the, the only thing lacking uh, somebody in your, you know, with your background would be the, the, the direct knowledge of the machinations of both rabbinic leadership and legal leadership in Israel. And Rabbi Stav, obviously, with all that he's been through and living there his whole life, certainly brings that to the table and could be a tremendous assistant uh, when it comes to that, and not just assistant, but a partner when it comes to that. Rabbi Kenneth Brander is here. He is the uh, president-elect of Artura Stone. Now, this begins, based on what the press release says, in this, this coming summer. What is your schedule like between now and July of next year? So my schedule is the following. Between now and February 1st, I'm involved fully at Yeshiva University, fully engaged, fully part of the senior leadership, and uh, not missing a step about those responsibilities. The most important thing that I have to be involved in is a transition with my colleagues, right. which is a very organized uh, process that Rabbi Berman and I started to work on before this announcement became official. Um, and um, what will happen is I start with Ortora Stone in February, and at my request, really, that this be a transition time for all the reasons you articulated and more, right. from, from February until the end of July, um, I will be the president-elect and the next Rosh HaYeshiva. Um, but I want to get to know the students. I want to get to know uh, the professionals. I want to get to know the lay leaders. I want to speak to thought leaders in Israel. And one of the, again, the, one of the blessings both um, from my years in Boca as well as uh, my years at YU has been that I have been involved with the leadership, the rabbinic leadership in Israel. So I really have an understanding of that but always from the outside looking in, uh, speaking at their conferences and they speaking at our conferences and engaging with certain members of Knesset at times actually speaking at Knesset at their request at, at, sub, at right. subcommittees. But the ability to you know, listen and learn um, for a few months before taking on the entire responsibility, the ability to be mentored uh, with Rebbe Riskin and with Rebbe Stav uh, Yinon, who is their, um, their Mankal, mm -hmm. um, who does an excellent job 
and engaging all these institutions, meeting with the Russia yeshiva of the various yeshiva, because Nachum, this institution has multiple yeshivot has there. It has serious learning programs for the hundreds, for women uh, to learn. And I want to meet with the leadership, and I want to engage the students, and I want to meet with the alumni. And February to July gives me that opportunity. You know, I, as I mentioned earlier, I know Rabbi Riskin for a long time since I'm a teenager, and he has always, from the very beginning in our own high school, as a very young rabbi, he has always chosen only the best in every category. When I think back 40 years, it was only the best rabbim available. It was only the best teachers available. It was only the best executive director available you know, who took these jobs very seriously. So when you say creative and effective leadership in all these institutions, that has been his hallmark all these years. When I spoke to um, Riskin brought all of the heads of all the institutions together um, on a Friday morning, which, you know, is Sunday there, and the fact that they were all willing to come from, all, again, you know, Carmiel and other places in the north, um, and, and places in the north that, that many of them live. Um, you know, I, I spoke to them for like 15, 20 minutes, of course, totally in Hebrew, um, which is uh, which is great um, to be able to do, right. and um, it's just unbelievable to see the talent that in that room. Yeah, he finds really, and good he people. really has done an <laughs> unbelievable thing. You know, I might be the exception to that rule, <laughs> but the bottom line is, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> uh, the bottom line is, he's found wonderful people, and, and and I've been blessed at YU to work with unbelievable, exceptional talent. Right. The vice presidents at Yeshiva University. Each one of them is just amazing. So the ability to now move to another I know, platform and, and to work with such creative people of all different types is very exciting. Um, it, we associate you, we meaning you know the, the regular folks in the Jewish world, associate you essentially with four institutions in your career. Is, is it ironic that one of them is Lincoln Square Synagogue, again, one that Riskin essentially built from scratch? I know he didn't, but you know what I mean by that. Uh, and then it, you found yourself there in a position right after him or almost almost immediately after him? Okay, so uh, after Rabbi Riskin, when Rabbi Berman, who's a mentor of mine, was the was the rabbi there. Right. I did have interactions with Rabbi Riskin when I became uh, the acting rabbi for a year before I went to Boca. Right. So that was, was the, the acting rabbi. Right. Um, and Rabbi R- and R- I actually worked out. People were surprised, by the way. Uh, yeah, at I that was time that you, didn't, that you didn't stay in Manhattan. It was the best move ever. I know, but who would have thought of that, you know? Actually, I just want you to know that uh, Rabbi Dworkin of Blessed Memory, who was then the head of the RCA. Right. And even Rabbi Lamb, who, you know, wasn't sure, but basically, you know, said, you're 28 years old, 1,600 families in Lincoln Square Synagogue, or the ability to start your own right. thing. And build your own. And build your own. And and it basically, first of all, there was no guarantee I was going to be offered the job in Lincoln Square. Right. Let's Understood. just make that state. Right. You know. right. And secondly, and, and, and even though there was conversations about it, it was clear to Ruchi and myself, and, and Ruchi, who always has had the, the greater wisdom in, in, in our relationship, said, let's do this. We're, we're, we're young. We have the capacity to do this. You know, and we knew it was the right thing when our oldest son, Tuvia, and our second, Yoni, um, when we came to Boca and we, uh, they walked to the front of the house and there was beautiful grass <laughs> and they asked if they could sit on the carpet because <laughs> they never saw a grass like that other than Central Park. Right. So they wanted to know if they could sit on the carpet that happened to look green. So my wife looked at me and said, 
This is why we made this decision. That reminds right. me when, when my kids first saw a backyard. Right. They, they said, can we go play in the park? Right, right. <laughs> That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. Manhattan living. Right, huh? Manhattan living. Um, so. You mentioned YU, of course. Right. And look, every transition brings a lot of transition, right? I mean, that's right. what If you look back uh, to when Richard Joel took over, you, like you said, you came very shortly after that, right? You were there a year or two right after he took over. People want to know, from your perspective, how the transition is going up at YU right now. Transition is going great. Uh, Rabbi Berman is uh, a wonderful leader. Um, he has the trust of all of his, the senior leadership. People are excited about the role he's playing. Um, he plays really multiple roles, not only as the president, but really as a Talmud Chacham to be able to, you know, we, we had, the two of us had a meeting yesterday about a few things. And, and then, you know, to be able to jump to different things and then discuss the Sugi and Shas at the same time, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very special. And I think that he is blessed, uh, Rabbi Berman is blessed, that he follows uh, President Joel because President Joel really created a strong leadership infrastructure that Rabbi Berman now can use uh, to really go to next. Um, and Rabbi Berman um, is doing that. But as people like you move on, they, they have to be replaced. And Rabbi Berman has really, again, he, he has known about the conversations quite early right, on. that's true. Um, because it was appropriate to right. let him know. And secondly, you know, he still has a house in the Ve Danielle, which is across the street, basically. <laughs> from from our right, right, right. So, you know, and most <laughs> of the student, most of the kids there go to an Efrat school or an Ortora school. <laughs> but the bottom line is that we've been planning this transition for a few months already. It's very detailed. Um, and he does not sweat the details, but he, he, he's really surrounded himself with people who do. And he's really committed to a larger narrative of what YU Next is. So many of the superstars that we've become familiar with over the last 15 years up at YU will be staying. Many of the people assume, that, that you described earlier right. as great leaders, creative people. Right. I mean, I don't want to ask about specific things. There are a couple at, of other like that, like, like someone like Josh Joseph, right. who in my opinion is one of the most important community leaders you know, of, this, of this time. Uh, individuals like Rabbi Schachter. Rabbi J.J. Schachter, Rabbi Yaakov Glasser. Um, as this, far as you know, all these they're, people... They're, 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 they're doing more than that. A year they're, from they're now, planning. they will be up at YU. Yes, yeah, 100%. Well, that's a people like uh, Avi Lauer, who's right. not just the general counsel. He's much more than that. Correct. Jake Harmon, who is like a first-rate CFO. First-rate. Uh, Selma Botman, a provost, right. who, who's really... Um, not only has a heart that speaks YU, but also has created a whole new set of online programs for Yeshiva University. Right. Um, yeah, we've discussed the, those. These, these represent um, the leaders at Yeshiva University, and you know, I'm sure I am missing people when you when you do something yeah, like this. Understood. But but the bottom line is, all of these all of these individuals are just doing really great things. The new the new head of development. Mm -hmm. Alyssa Herman, right. she's she's also, she's unbelievable. I've you know, heard only sit, amazing things. You just sit in a room with her for fifteen minutes, and you just you know you just you know you just wowed. So speaking great. of development, does a lot of fundraising for Artura Stone come from outside of Israel? Um, I don't have a full answer to that yet. Again, you does know, some I, of it come from outside? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, you know, 
because Robert Riskin has a lot of fans internationally. Yes, he does, and I plan every to, con- every continent. I plan to use the uh, <laughs> the entree. I plan I plan to use this transition time to be introduced to all of those friends, um, which he wants me to be. You know, sure. Which which he wants me to do also. But the bottom line is, it does. Um, I think it has a really super uh, development staff at Ortora Stone, David Katz, and others. Right. So the bottom line is, I think that. It's also it, it also receives a lot of support uh, from within Israel, within the Israeli government, especially for its high schools, uh, the work it does with the Israeli army and other things. So it's really um, it's a, it's a joint funding paradigm, both from within Israel as well as donors who are extremely supportive of the vision of Ortora Stone. You'll be more than happy to welcome people who are curious to see any of these campuses. In Israel, once you're there. Uh, we're going to do more than that. Simple and, as that. Yes. <laughs> and even more, as you're alluding to. All right, Kenneth Brander is here, brand new head of uh, Artura Stone uh, come 2018. Um, it, it is no secret, in my opinion, one of the reasons that Yeshiva University is often uh, the target of, you know, of, of different segments of the Jewish community, let's put it that way, uh, is because of their tremendous success and their tremendous impact. If they weren't successful and had an impact at YU, nobody would care right. and nobody would ever take you know shots at them. I think Rabbi Riskin, frankly, this is what I feel, uh, sort of is in the same category. People only pay careful attention to him in Israel and and decide sometimes to you know to target him because of the impact he has and the incredible uh, acumen that he has in, in in so many areas. Would you agree that there's a parallel there? Definitely, I, I would. I would definitely agree that, you know, Yeshiva University has is one of the most important institutions that the Jewish community has in the world, um, including Israel. And what Rabbi Riskin has done uh, with Or Torah Stone is also has made an impact, not only in Israel but throughout the Jewish world. And therefore, when you know when you are engaged in changing the world, and sharing a vision, there are going to be people who stand or sit in the cheap seats, and have nothing to do other than to criticize. Take cheap shots. Yeah. <laughs> so I've already gotten a few emails. Are oh. you ready to be put into cheyrem like oh, Rabbi Riskin? Boy. I don't respond, but I think you know any place that Rabbi Riskin has been put in cheyrem, I would, I, I, you know, I would. Enjoy, first of all, it wouldn't be the first time. I was putting Kherim once in Boca for until Rabbi Schoenfeld. He said, "Live and be well," and a few others dealt with that. But the bottom line is that any place that Rabbi Riskin has been or is is a good place to be, you know. But I, I, I again, I think that what Ortora Stone continues to do is it inspires the next generation. Right. It gives people the recognition of the fact that that you can engage in in Judaism through multiple portals of spiritual entry. And, and if I could just highlight that point sure. with, with, you know, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal a few years ago that spoke about the fact that Israeli heavy rock bands and new age bands and whatever the appropriate right. words are whatever to describe term, whatever the term is. <laughs> <coughs> and now I have kids, my children are saying, oh, Abba, those are not the right words anymore. You should, don't, don't you say don't those know. things. This is why you shouldn't be on Facebook, Abba. But the bottom line is that um, the Wall Street Journal wrote how the, all of these new age bands 
are looking to Judaism and Kabbalah for their lyrics, their music, and their themes. Right. My point is that there is a spirituality, thirst of, for spirituality in Israel. Maybe because of a whole bunch of reasons, um, not a halachic, uh, or they feel that halacha, or, or unfortunately sometimes orthodoxy, it d- doesn't speak to them, but they're interested in the meta-narratives of Torah and the meta-narratives of what orthodoxy should represent. And, and, when, and when Or Torah Stone sends 100 uh, rabbinic couples to the JCCs, the Mat Nasim, to make Judaism a little bit more um, connected mm-hmm. and spiritual and engaging, to be part of that is unbelievable. To have these explanatory services that they run throughout the country. With Some Bar, of them in neighborhoods in Israel that never see religious people. 100%. Yeah. But there is this desire and this thirst to connect and to be able to create what I hope is reshit smichat kihilatenu, you know, create communities that are a heaven and a haven uh, for the Jewish people, have always been a heaven and a haven for the Jewish people in diaspora. And to use the platform of Ortor Stone to engage in, in training rabbis who are already in the field, which is not yet really done in Israel, right. um, the, the opportunities are endless. We just ha- I just have to make sure that I'm focused, um, that we do things with the f- proper financial support. And I know that the lay leadership as, is as charged as engaged, both people like David Eisner and Fred Ehrman uh, in America and people like Roy Stern uh, in Israel. They want this. They're excited about this. They don't want to be an automatic pilot. Neither does Rabbi Riskin. He wants to what's next, and I look forward to standing on his shoulders and and continuing his vision. All right, Brander is here, and I'm so glad you you came into the studio. It gives us such a chance to converse about certain things. And finally, one of the things I want to speak to you about is the whole Israel peace. And and this also might be, because I believe it was in his investiture speech, uh, Rabbi Berman, a, a piece about Israel. And, you know, so many of us, or maybe not enough of us, declare that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. And and I believe it, and I know that a lot of people that I speak to on a daily basis believe it. Um, the question is, how do we incorporate that into the lives of people in the diaspora? How do we make that a stronger connection? Is it necessary, uh, in order to do that, to take American institutions and forge partnerships with institutions in Israel or does that turn off the majority of American Jews who would prefer that there not be any association uh, with Israeli institutions? And let's just you know continue to build our lives here. How how do you view this whole category, this whole issue? Well, I mean, I think I think there are two. There, there it's complicated. So I'll just you know say mm-hmm. three or four bullet points. Number one is when it comes to Rabbi Berman and Yeshiva University in general. Listen, it's the only university and one of the only yeshivot that flies the Israeli flag. Um, or when, when I mean yeshivot, I mean yeshiva of you know post post high school. Right, and, and you Israeli mean that flag. literally and figuratively. I mean it literally and right. figuratively. Um, the big machloket at Yeshiva University about how on Yom Atzmaut is when Yom Atzmaut is a nidche right. in diaspora. Is it a nidche or not? Right. So you'll have people <laughs> saying halal on hey er, and people saying halal on vav er. And, and some people saying I'm both, and some people saying it's like it's like the Hilchos Megillah, it's like Masechus Megillah, but when you read the Megillah, which which has a lot of similarities, but not for this conversation. Right. But that's and, not, and it's one. not a bad discussion. It's not a bad discussion. 
And the second piece is the fact that Rabbi Berman and uh, Pro Provost Botman and others are making sure that there is an academic connection between the top universities in Israel. And that will and grow, right? That's something that will grow over the Definitely, right. definitely. The fact that Yeshiva University has so many young men and young women who have served either in Sheirut Lumi or in the IDF, right. it's unbelievable you know, to note that YU has a special program that helps young people who have returned from the IDF acculturate back into a university. Right. I mean, I don't think there's any other university outside of Israel that does that. Correct, and it certainly didn't exist so, years ago. Right, so that, that, that's point one, point two. The, the third point is the fact that I think that Israel is no longer the poor cousin. And it recognizes that its responsibility is to engage Jews all over the place. And I don't think it's about, as Yeshayu Leibovitz said and, and others, I don't think it's about just sharing the Zionist dream. It's sharing the spirituality of Judaism, which by definition gets you to the Zionist dream. So I think that the fact that the state of Israel now views it as its responsibility, and or Torah Stone plays a role in that, oh, yes. in engaging with diaspora Jewry is great. And the final piece, which is perhaps the most controversial of, of the pieces, is the fact that that's why it is so important that we are careful regarding our language when it comes to defining Jews who, who celebrate their Judaism not through orthodoxy. I may not agree with that lifestyle, and I don't, but it has to be that we can disagree agreeably and it has to be that we can find ways for everybody to find their own spiritual space and spiritual space, and and sometimes the rhetoric used just causes us, I think, long term, not only short term but long term damage, because it's hard to ask people who are not fully committed to a, a orthodox lifestyle support Israel, go to APAC, be the heads of APAC, but we're not going to recognize you as Jews, right. fully as Jews. Now, I, I realize it's a needle that's hard to thread, and I don't think that halacha uh, should be in any, way, any ways abandoned. It must be the centerpiece of the conversation, but nevertheless, it must be the conversation. And I believe, perhaps naively, but here I think naivete is a, is a positive thing, I truly believe that we need to find a way to make sure that all our brothers and sisters connect. And for those who want to pay Rish Rashi on that, I would ask you to just read the introduction of the Nitziv to Sefer Bereshit, which reminds us about why uh, the book of Bereshit is called by Chachamim Sefer Yisharim and the responsibility to engage all Jews. It's just one page, just Phen one page. Phenomenal. And your point, to your point, I would say, um, when when Israeli tennis star Dudi Sela sees right. his watch telling him that it's almost Yom Kippur and decides to forfeit the match, and right. y and yet he will never undertake any other Jewish ritual uh, task in his entire life, that has to be celebrated by all. By all. Simple by all. As that. Thank uh, you. I am so glad you were here this morning. Th First of all, Mazal Tov. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, a tremendous move for Artara Stone. We're thrilled about it, and um, and uh, I know that you'll have tremendous success. Bezrat Hashem, have you and your wife chosen a city to live in in Israel yet? We have not. Uh, my wife and I are looking at various um, various places to live. It won't be a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I doubtful. don't think so. Doubtful. But you know, um, I mean, we, you know, we're we're excited about uh, going, and uh, our twelve year old 
uh, is obviously joining us. We have children living in Israel, children living in, uh, you know, in the United States, and our 12-year-old is coming with us. And we're seventh, look- seventh grade in Israel. Seventh grade. Well, he'll be in eighth grade because he's not coming. You know, his bar mitzvah is, right. ach- is after Pesach, right. and we're obviously not going to move him now. But you know, he'll be going into eighth grade, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we find a place that can uh, that can help with his klita, with his acculturation. So we're looking. We have you know hundreds of friends. We obviously have some connections with Nefesh Benefesh. <laughs> You know, uh, so uh, we're looking, and uh, please God, you know, my wife and I, with our son, uh, we'll make a decision, and, and please God, uh, and it for will the, be and, successful. And for those wondering about the uh, the other parts of the family, that they, they're they're all at a stage where they can make their own decisions. Yes, right? yes, yes, so yes. That's yes. why you're focused. That's great. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And there you have it. Right, Brandon Mazal Tov. Looking Thank forward to, a, a, to more conversations about all this with you and uh, meeting each other, Rezrat Hashem, in the Holy Land. Rabbi Kenneth Brander, he is the uh, the president-elect of Artura Stone. An honor to welcome him here on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. <laughs>